Welcome aboard, space travelers. Please lower your harness and keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. Prepare for blast-off. Welcome to episode number 40 of Discover DLP with myself, Nick. And myself, Paul. Did you forget who you were then? No. <laughs> I always forget who I am at the moment. I don't know where I am. Which explains yeah. why we're missing an episode. <laughs> well, technically not, because I did just number this one 40. I was going to make yeah. a really elaborate joke about how I oh, wasn't 40 a good episode, and isn't it a shame it's got lost in space, but... um. Yeah. No, sod it. We we just didn't record no. last month. The good no. news is is that no one complained. No. So of the hundreds of people that download this podcast. <laughs> well, technically we recorded in September and released in October, so That is very true. We were yeah. kind of in the middle, so Yeah, yeah. We'll uh we'll we'll try and do better. And um I can't remember if we mentioned it on the last episode or not. I think we might have done, but just in case uh, we didn't, or just in case you can't remember that far back, um, this is the last episode of Discover DLP as it stands in terms of its name, because we have rebranded all our social medias as um, that Disneyland Paris podcast, which is what we will do, will be known as going forward, because we are... Uh, we've rebranded our, our other theme park podcast shows and um, it just ties in. So that's what we've done. Um, neither of us leaving. No. Unless you, you were making an announcement I didn't know about. Um, Not that I'm aware of. Okay, good, good. Uh, so yeah, so it will be, you know, it won't change very much um, outside of, you know, the name change. That's it. Um but but there you go. So you know, if you if you subscribe, you won't notice a difference anyway because um, it, it's the same feed. Um, although I'll talk to you about some backstage stuff in front of the the listeners. I was speaking to a good friend, I suppose. Good friend Craig. I suppose after first all right, like friend. Yeah, bang average friend Craig, um, and. Uh, I mean, look, the guy was supposed to meet up with me in London and, you know, got COVID. I mean, you know, there's excuses and there's there's that. Um, But I was discussing with him and I said, I wonder if we should just have one feed that has all of the podcasts on it. So rather than the three that we've got now for the theme park ones, just have one feed. Or you could just do, do like Jim Hill does and have both. Well, yes, yeah, maybe, maybe not eradicate the the single feeds, but just have yeah. a main feed that has the the, the shows on it. Because basically, I don't care if you don't like Disney World or you don't like Universal Talk, um, but you miss out on some good content by not listening to those shows if you only listen to this. Yeah, sometimes. So anyway, so that might happen as well. But uh, you know, for now, until you hear differently, uh, shows are separate. So there you go. Um, but yeah, so how you been? All right. 
Yeah, well, I suppose. We haven't discussed the uh, the fractured shoulder blade in the room. <laughs> but... Why is there a fractured shoulder blade in the room? Because <laughs> um, I'm an idiot. Oh, okay. Um, but, no, I'm. Uh, that's one of the reasons why a show's missing. Um, I've been... I've been nursing a fractured shoulder blade for the last month also, and a bit. You also went on a holiday during this time. I did go on holiday during before this you, time. Why, before you checked before out I what knew. it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm more or less there now. I, uh, I can move now, which is yeah. always a plus. Always good. Um, always good. I've got one, one more week of um, doing nothing. Um, so... Hopefully in the next week or so, I should be pretty much there. I might be in pain for a few more months, but um, healing-wise, I should be there in the next week or so. There you go. It's guessing better. That's the main thing. Yeah, it is. I can I can move it now. When it was when I first had it checked out, I could move my arm very little. Um, now I've got full range of motion, so I'm I'm all right in that that sense now. It takes time. Yeah, but you don't need lesson. Do not go uh, riding electric scooters over tram tracks. No, like no, Alan definitely Bradley. not. I won't be. Was it Alan no. Bradley? Was that the guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got run over by a tram in Blackpool. Yes, not not like so. If you're unaware, that's no. a, that's a Coronation Street storyline from like thirty odd years ago. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, so so a fair bit's happened. I mean, like the problem with Disneyland Paris is that it is fairly quiet at the moment, isn't there? Yeah, there's not and really. It, it always is on. at this time of the year, isn't it? Yeah, because as we know, um, DLP is obviously in a more colder region than a lot of the the other parks. Mm-hmm. Um, so at this time of the year. It's a lot of it is maintenance stuff going on. Nothing major, um, park-wise, really. We have got one story to talk about. Yeah, um, I mean, that's a little bit bigger. There's but. some exciting uh, train news. Two bits, actually. Um, mm. Let's get those out of the way. Um, the uh, the Gardenord station, and uh, sorry, not Gardenord. Um, Marlow Valley. That's the one. I could see it, and I couldn't. I couldn't get the words out. Um, it's now home. It's that big thing at the entrance. Yeah, it's that big train station. Um, it's now home to make you feel uh, just like you've you've never left London uh, to a Pret-a-Manger. Yes, that's taken over the the little shop on the corner. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's literally on that that corner when you when you turn out of the parks and the the stations kind of on the left hand side. It's that little corner there, I believe. Okay, so because I didn't I didn't actually um, I didn't think or I'd, I'd never seen a Pret a Manger in France. No. So I don't, I don't know if this is a new thing or you know like a, like a new thing to France or it's just that we haven't seen one because. Um, the only chain that I've seen, uh, you know, obviously then your Starbucks and your, your McDonald's, but I'm talking your, like your, your kind of um, smaller ones, 
is uh, there's a pool in yes. uh, Valde Europe. Yeah. Which we do have a lot of those around London in some big cities. Um, yeah. But I've never seen a Pret-a-Manger um, at any station in, in central Paris. Um, around, well, say central Paris, around Garden Nord. That was the last time I went anywhere near Paris. Um, but yeah, I've never seen one in the wild. So I don't know if this is a new thing to Paris, to France, or... Um, if we just haven't seen one because not been in the right place, but I did, I did think it was quite uh, fun. Yeah, <laughs> there's, a, there's a few across Europe. Um, I'm just looking at their Wikipedia page because I, I never really used one until like the last year because they were easy to get delivered while we couldn't go out. Right. Um, I started using them. There was an easy one that that delivered with like Deliveroo or Uber Eats. Um, so they've got one in Dubai. Um, they've got some in the States. It doesn't say exactly where. Um, likewise, they've got a few in Asia as well. They've got some in Hong Kong, China, and Singapore. Um, they've got um, one at Copenhagen Airport. Oh, no. Yeah. One. Uh, no, they've that got three. Be, that must be really they've expensive in Copenhagen. Three in, Copen, three in Copenhagen Airport. One in Terminal 3, one in Terminal 2, and one at one of the gates as well um then they've got um some in belgium they've got one in germany some in switzerland and some in france but it doesn't say exactly where on their wikipedia page for the ones that have got multiples so there are a few in france that's interesting because it's if i i mean don't look into history now but i'm sure it was started off as a small chain in london and then uh, kind of expanded. I'm sure they had at some point at least investment by McDonald's as they've done with other companies like Innocent Drinks as well before. Yeah. Just been a, like a financial backer. But, um, you know, they, they're a good place to get a, a sandwich. Yeah. Um, they do, you know, range of sandwiches to suit, you know, most requirements. You know, there's... Uh, meat sandwiches, vegetarian and vegan sandwiches. I don't know because I haven't seen no one's no one's filmed at all yet that I've seen. Um but you normally get some hot food in there as well. Um yeah. teas, coffees, um pastries, cookies, those kind of things as well. So they 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 and they can quite be, good. they're one of them yeah, they're one of the more healthy sides. Like you can go in and get like a yogurt. Yes. Like with a fruit layer and some seeds and stuff in it. They're a bit yeah. more... They do like granola like hops and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely much more. Comparing them to like the Starbucks and Cafe Nero's and Costa's, they're probably the, the healthier of the options. Mm. Yeah, normally do a range of salads as well. So, yeah, um, yeah it's good to have that as a, as a new option. Um, yeah. Because the... I mean the the food offerings in train station aren't too bad, I suppose. No. I mean, all, I, I can't remember what the other place is called now, but there was a place that did like baguettes and uh, drinks. But yeah. they used to close quite early. She used to close yeah. about yeah. seven o'clock. So uh, I don't want the opening times after prep, but it's another option if you want to go and get yourself a decent sandwich or having to queue up a like Earl of sandwich or something. Yeah, you don't so. even need to go into the village, which no. is. Which is always a plus as well. Yes. Yeah, because you've got your bag check and stuff like that. Yeah. So, there you go. Um, 
I want to, before I talk about the main news, I want to talk about something that just happened recently. And we discussed on Disney Parks and Beyond um, a little bit, but we didn't talk about the Paris version. And that is that on the 12th of November, they celebrated Disney Plus Day in the studios. Did you see what they did? I saw they lit up the floor in Studio One. (laughs) Well, they rolled out the blue carpet. Now, I can't, like you, I'm not sure if this was projected or I actually did have a blue (laughs) carpet because I couldn't really tell, which I suppose is is good. But, um, yeah, they they had a blue carpet of some kind in Studio One. Um, uh, What's the restaurant there in in Inculius? Inculier? Yeah. Um, they had a Disney Plus dessert, which was free if you bought food, which of course they run out of. Now I've oh, seen wow. I've seen a video of it, but I didn't see the person who was doing the video didn't actually. This was such a stupid decision as well. Um, didn't actually cut the cake open, so it looked like a, a, a cake that was white on the outside. Looked a bit like a little loaf cake, I suppose. You know, like those yeah. loaf cakes you get at bakery sometimes? Yeah. So I'm, at a guess, I'm guessing it was blue inside because that's the colours, but I don't, I'm not yeah. sure because the, the person videoing it didn't bother to actually show that. How how ludicrous. Um, but um, they were giving out badges as you entered the park. So they had a table at the front that just had loads of Disney Plus badges. Unlike the... American parks, these were not on car backs that had a discount code for free access to Disney Plus. Um, I think in America you got a week's free trial with a badge. But these were just like just the same badges but just laid out on the table for you to pick up as you walked in. Um and then there was a few things going on inside the park. They had some kind of rarer characters out and about. So um, I saw joy and sadness. Um, The characters, not the emotions of people in studios that day. Um, uh, Russell from Up, I saw. I saw Russell. Um, Sully and Boo. And then later on, um, George Sanderson. And I can never remember the other character he was out with. But it's the, the squeaky voice team, essentially. Yeah. Um, so he was there as well um, when they swapped over characters. So they had a few uh, more unusual characters out that day. Um, they also had the Fab Five in blue outfits for the day to mark the occasion as well. What's new, what's new with Disney characters at Disneyland Paris being in blue costumes? Exactly. I mean, I don't, they, <laughs> they didn't look new to me. It just looked like we, we can we can reuse this now. And then, and this is why I want to talk about it so much, they had a projection show on the Tower of Terror. Now, mm. have you seen a projection show on the Tower of Terror before? I've not seen one live, but I have seen them on TV. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, I never saw the Star Wars ones in real life. because no. I was never there at the right time, but I saw those on, on uh, YouTube and whatnot. Um, but I did see, uh, what was it called? It was Goofy's Christmas uh, yeah. show um, when it was Christmas season, which was really good. It, it was a really good use of the, the Tower of Terror. And although, as I said, I didn't see them in real life, the Star Wars ones looked equally 
uh, good in the use of the the backdrop. Um, this show for Disney Plus Day, they basically projection mapped Hollywood Studios to turn it blue. Yeah. Um, while some music played, and then they made it look like some of the building was turning a little bit, which didn't make any sense. Um, just just rocking back and forth more than anything else, and then it went back to kind of like being a greeny color. Then it went back to being blue again, and then they let off about four fireworks, and then it stopped. And that was your projection show. Uh, we're probably worried that the fireworks would break off more bits of the tower. I've got, I've got no idea what they were thinking with this. And then they had the, you know, the stage they have set up sometimes in front of. Uh, the Tower of Terror, where they'll have like the Marvel show or <laughs> the stage that's always set up now, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So because it literally on... never gets taken down. Well, there's no you, no need to. Um, no. So on that, they then showed some trailers for things like Home Sweet Home Alone, and and that was the oh lucky them. Plus day. Honest to God, it was just the most bizarre. It it felt like I mean, I don't think they announced they were even doing it until a few days before the event and it does feel very much like they went oh we should do uh we should do a show on on the tower of terror uh, but you've only got three days to program it and so when i'll just make it blue because that, that was the effort they went to there was nothing they didn't even project yeah. the logo onto it you know like it would just felt so poor and pointless and i don't really get what they were going for very very strange as we've talked about on the other shows at the moment the the new shows are disappointing full stop when they're the massive great big ones let alone when it's a tiny one off it's it's not a surprise that they didn't go to much effort yeah um there there have been a few things since we've been away maybe that was good that we had a bit of a break because there was a few things which now do feel like they are well in the past, even though it was a month ago. Um, but one of the other things I think we should talk about uh, briefly, I suppose, is uh, the strike that took place at the Newport Bay Hotel. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear <laughs> that's, God. That's happened since we last recorded. Can you believe it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it turns out that um, the, the, the cleaning staff in that hotel... Um, are a kind of agency staff. Yep. They're not actually Disney cast members. Um, so they were going on, or they announced they were going on strike and they went on strike. And because they went on strike, it meant the rooms couldn't get clean, which meant that the guests checking in that day couldn't get into the rooms because they hadn't been cleaned. And they couldn't get staff from any of the other hotels to go and clean those rooms. So... Um, they had hundreds of people sleeping on floors in the lobby, in hallways, because they couldn't stay in any rooms. Yep. Once again, it's we've we've obviously had problems at some of the the outside hotels previously. Um, some of the good neighbour ones have had issues where people have slept in corridors before. Um, and in fact, slept on luggage trolleys, I believe, from one of them. Um, 
and I know there have been strikes previously at the the DLP hotels, but I think this is the one that's had the the most impact. Um, or whether it's just because it is more in the the public's eye, I suppose, um, could well be why we're hearing more about it. But they're already down two hotels. It's the last thing they need. It, it's just, I mean, can you imagine if that was your first time? Yeah. Going to Disneyland Paris and that's what you encountered. I'm sure, sh- you know, I'm sure like one or two people, it may have been, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you know, it could have been none. But the likelihood is, you know, law of averages that, you know, it was at least somebody's first time that was experiencing that. And Newport Bay isn't a cheap hotel anyway. No. So, I mean, one, you don't expect it at any Disney hotel, no matter what the cost is. But secondly, especially not at that one. No. Just just hugely uh, embarrassing. Um, I believe it was resolved the next day so people could start to get into rooms the day after. Um, I don't know what they were compensating people. I know some people were demanding refunds to try and book alternative accommodation, which they were not um, not happy about doing. So I don't know how many people were actually able to get a refund that night, but just, just a colossal mess. Yeah. It's the kind of thing you expect to hear. You expected to hear before... Disney owned Disneyland Paris, you know, when it was still yeah. uh, uh, run differently. But now it's under their ownership. This is definitely not the kind of thing that you yeah. uh, you want to be seeing. I think uh, this is still the, the the everlasting issue that things are already in place that weren't Disney run, and they're mm. still having to run these contracts out. And we know there's there's lots of things like security for a long time wasn't Disney it was an outside company and I think that's slowly been changed now um, but obviously still in the hotels they've still got cleaners that aren't Disney hires and are outsourced so they're still they're still working on these issues um, we knew it'd take a while it just seems to be taking a bit longer than we expected that's what Five, nearly five years now since Disney bought bought the park out, and yeah. they're still working through these these issues. Yeah, I hope they get it resolved sooner rather than uh, than later. Um, yeah. But what did you uh, what did you want to talk about? Well, I I guess we talk about what what you sent that finally the return of uh, the missing ride <laughs> <laughs> has made its way back. I still think it's so bizarre that they just took a ride out and just didn't say anything it just, about it. It was just gone. It wasn't as if they even did it bit by bit. They, one one night it was there, and then the next morning people came in the park and it was gone. And it was just literally all of it was gone. So, yes, um, it, it has returned. The uh, Orbitron is back um, at the entrance to Discoveryland. Though we say that, Discoveryland then lost another one of its icons in losing the globe from, from the entrance. So it was like, we'll give you one thing back, but we're going to take another one away. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's due to reopen on December the 17th. Um, finally, um, it's been gone for, for quite a while. It's not been there since the parks reopened again. Um, 
But yeah, it's it's returning just in time for a very cold Christmas trip on the Orbitron. I mean, there's very few times of the year that I'd even contemplate. I don't even think I'd contemplate going on it. I can't remember the last time I went on that ride, if I'm completely honest. No. But this this summer of year is definitely not the time. Uh, no. You want to be going on that. Um, at least the thing is, I mean, you, you know, you can go on Indiana Jones, you can go on Big Thunder Mountain, and they're also rides that go up quite high that are, uh, you know, kind of move you around quite fast. But at least with that, you've got some frills. There, yeah. There's there's something to it. This is just a ride that takes you up in the air and t- like, takes you <laughs> on a, a relatively slow moving journey to to nothingness. Yeah. Yeah. It just it feels pointless at the best of times, and also, I mean, I know I know it's not the only part that's got a version of this attraction. You know, the American parts have got this as well, and I think Japan yeah. has got one. But it, it always kind of confuses me that you've got essentially the same ride that you've got in the you know a land not that far away in Dumbo. It's essentially Dumbo, yeah. right? It, it's not really much of a difference between the two. And you say that. Magic Kingdom's got three versions. Because it's got the two Dumbos. <laughs> well, it's got two Dumbos. It's got its version of this, and it's got Aladdin. Oh, oh! Is that in the, is that Magic Kingdom? Yep, it's an Adventureland. Well, I've never gone on it there. <laughs> I don't know how I've avoided it, but I'm glad I have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so they've got three versions the of the Magic Kingdom. So, Ugh. so things. Self-lucky that Disneyland Paris have only got two. <laughs> yeah, but their Aladdin one is over the other side, and it's the worst version of it. Yeah. It's a ridiculous version of that attraction. Um, I don't uh, know whether that's got long to, to live, to oh, be honest. Of course it hasn't. As soon as they've got funds to put something proper there, then it's, it's a well, well, now they've completely... Well, they've, they have renamed that area of the park, Pixar, and it's the only random thing over there that isn't yeah. Pixar. That's that's also true. Yeah, didn't think of it like that. Uh, yeah, it's a, if, if you've never seen it, it's a very odd theme over there. It's it's like a movie set on an animated film. Yeah, G- Junior, the movie director. Yeah, just just stick to um, just stick to Aladdin's back passage in Adventureland if you want to do something Aladdin based. Yeah. you know what? I actually think that's a that's a fun walkthrough. Yeah, I do as well. I like those walkthroughs. I think the dioramas are really well done. I think yeah. it doesn't get enough love. It's I mean, it's I, not a, a lot of people don't even know it's it's there. Well, no, that is the other problem. They do they do try and keep it. Don't know yeah. why, but keep it quite quiet. Um, yeah, it's just across from the Cafe Agrabah. If you um, if you don't know where it is, um, and by the, the Curious Giraffe. Yeah, of course, my favourite. Uh, my favorite Benchland shop. Um, yeah, so that that is back, and I suppose on that note as well about refurbishments, uh, the castle is almost now tire pulling free. Yeah, all the, uh, the scribs come down pretty much. There's a little bit left at the bottom. Um, we're expecting that to be gone by early December because they are talking about doing projection shows again. Yeah. Um, in December for Christmas, so that's most of the time. But I then read that the bridge is having to be repaired. No. Which, 
why were they not doing that when the castle was covered up? Yeah. Could they have not got another team to have done that? Just seems... You'd think so, wouldn't you? Considering you couldn't walk through the castle. Yeah. So, I I don't know. I don't know. That's just what I I did read somewhere, but I don't know if that's absolutely categorically true or not. Um, But yeah, so, you know, that's that's something. Um, I didn't know about the globe. Has there been any? Yeah. Has there been any explanations that is it being repaired or spruced no, up? Or? Again, just gone. Just gone. Okay. Yeah. Gone. <laughs> it seems to be the Fine. discovery land way of doing things. Just take it. No one will notice. The discovery is when you go to see something and it's not there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um. One thing that was pretty big actually which is going to be um coming into play before this episode drops uh on the 3rd of december is that uh disneyland harris have changed the disability system Um, again yeah um and this is certainly the most dramatic change and it's quite detailed so bear with me while i go through this um Basically, it's going to have five different levels. Um, so before it was uh, green pass and orange pass, um, and now they're going through another spectrum of colours. So the green pass is guests without mobility problems. So uh, cognitive disabilities like, uh, well, autism, I suppose, to come under that. Um, purple is guests who are independent but with reduced mobility either in a wheelchair but can get out uh, orange is difficulty with evacuation and requires the assistance of a cast member blue is mobility difficulties and would need the presence of the fire brigade for evacuation i.e. wheelchair bound um, and grey is non-transferable person um I don't understand what the difference is between grey and blue, if I'm honest. No. Because I never that... understand their reasoning, to be honest, some of them. No. Um, and additionally, pregnant women will be issued with a grey bracelet. So now you will have a bracelet that you can wear. Um, which, in some ways, I think is actually... I think it should make it a bit easier. Because then yeah. a cast member can see, as you approach... If you're wearing a bracelet, what you know, what that means. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's something. Um, cards will now be digitised and include a photograph of the holder, which will be taken at City Hall. Um, cards will also be laminated. Um, so, you do. Yeah, they never used to take a photo before, which I did always think was a little bit strange. But there you go. Um, and it's going to be disabled guests plus four for attractions. Um, then the facilitate, facilitated access card. The facilitated access card is issued to people with a long-term illness. Uh, the facilitated access card will work like the current orange pass. You'll be given a return time. Um, then temporary problems. If you have a temporary illness or injury, so you know if you bug up your shoulder falling off a, a scooter, 
um, shortly before you're staying. Disneyland Paris may be willing to postpone your stay to a later date, but you're not entitled to any priority access, which is uh, an odd one because that would have been an orange pass before. Yeah. So now they're saying, we can probably move your holiday for you. But if you still come, you're not getting any help. So, And to um, be fair, and you've got injuries like that, I would hope you aren't going on roller coasters. <laughs> Well, yeah, there is that. There is that. Unlike well. me. <laughs> that was your choice. Well, you didn't know at the time. I didn't um, know. So, uh, how to get a pass or a card. The card's now digitized, and you can fill in an online form before you visit to save time. It's still compulsory to visit City Hall to provide your proof and have your photo taken. The form will have four questions to determine which level card pass you receive. The questions are Are you in a wheelchair? Do you need support? Can you get on and off a ride alone or not? And is an evacuation possible by yourself or not? Um, so this is similar to what Disney World and Disneyland have introduced recently. Because before, you couldn't do any of this before you got to the parks. Yeah. So that is... I mean, you still have to go to City Hall, but it should hopefully speed that process up. But again, it's not gone live yet, so we don't know. Now, the other thing with this and this is um one of the things that's really um ruffled feathers on social media groups uh discussing this is that there will be no more free carer tickets instead the carer and the disabled person will receive a 25% discount on the price of their ticket um so that's all I've got for now um before, as it kind of like mentioned there, if you were disabled, you could go in with a carer and that carer would get um, their ticket for free. Uh, no. So now there is no free ticket, but you both get 25% off, which is a slightly bigger... I think before you got 20% discount on a disabled ticket. So they've slightly increased the discount, but now you're going to have to buy two tickets rather than one. No. Um now, before, if you if you were disabled, you had to have a carer. Um, so, if you were if you had autism and you was entitled to a green pass, you was expected to have a carer. Now, most people that have um, what what would now be uh, considered a green pass, a green um, band, green wristband. Um, before not everybody that has a condition like that would need a carer so it was always kind of that that was always a little bit awkward because yeah you 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 kind of had you couldn't do this stuff without a carer but you didn't actually need a carer but that was the rules of the thing so for people that don't need a carer but need assistance it's going to be better for them but for everybody else, which is still a much larger number of, of people with um, a disability, um, yeah, now you're not going to get your free carers ticket. So the, it, it's affected people's holidays where they're booked up because now uh, where they they thought they... Let's just say, for example, um, there's a family of four and uh, two people are going to have to have tickets and two people weren't going to need to have tickets. Now all four of them are and that just adds more um, cost on top of your holiday, which 
changing it after the fact you've you booked your holiday is not ideal. No. It doesn't give people much notice to of, of those changes. And there'll be lots of people who won't know until they get there that this change has happened as well. Because Disney can, you know, release statements and release press releases, but unless you know this information by listening to a podcast or by seeing Disney has provide an announcement or your travel agent has contacted you to tell you these changes, you're not going to know. No. So that's that's quite bad as well. But um, yeah, I, I I can see the pluses and negatives with this. I don't think it's it's negative for everybody, but you're never going to be able to make a system that that works for everybody in the right way. No, certainly not. There's always going to be some little thing that niggles for some people, and some people go, "Oh, that's so much easier for me." Yeah. So can't please everybody. No, no, that's it. Um. And just, well, did you did you want to talk about annual passes? Yeah, I've literally ju- I've literally just dug that up because I just remembered that we needed to talk about it. <laughs> um, so yeah, while well, we've been away, um, Disney have done their their usual, um, and prices have gone up on annual passes. Um, just weirdly, um, as we say this, I am actually an annual pass holder again. Um, as of today, um, so I was looking earlier, and I've just remembered we haven't spoken about it. So, yep, same same tiers: uh, Discovery, Magic Flex, Magic Plus, and Infinity. They haven't changed any of the names or taken any away any of the um, the privileges either, which is always nice. Um, but price wise. The discovery is now 209 euros. That's an increase of 30 euros. Um, the Magic Flex has gone up to 299 euros, which is uh, an addition of 40 euros. Uh, the Magic Plus, which is what I've gone for this time, um, has gone up to 329 euros. Again, an addition of 30 euros. And the Infinity has gone up to 479 euros. Again, 30 plus euros on top. Um, wow. So it's it's quite a jump this time. Well it's um, quite a jump as well when you think about it that um you know this is this is the second price increase now. Yeah. Isn't it on these? Um yeah. so cuz I think I'm sure the last time I bought my Infinity it was 399. Yeah. So the fact it's now was it 479 did you say? Yeah. So it's gone up once and then gone up another 30 or whatever euros so it's actually gone up 80 since i last bought one yeah which is so yeah uh, the the magic magic flex is now the same price that the magic plus was wow so yeah it's um i've done mine i've gone with the direct debit again so i paid 60 euros up front and then paying I think it was 28 euros a month on that one. Um, let me see, because it's right here. I'm looking at it. Yep, 20, 24 euros a month. Sorry on that. So the others, the the Discovery, you pay 13, Euro, 13 euros 55 a month. And Magic Flex is 21.73 a month. 
as I said, Magic Plus is 24.45 and the Infinity is 38 euros and 9 cents a month now. Yeah. Cuz I think I think if you um I think if you buy one with your I've still got my shareholder cards. It's still valid for, yeah. I think for another 5 years or so. Um they haven't extended that, by the way. They've they've been pretty open about that. We're not extending it because the parts are closed. Yeah. What are you mad? Um, but um, yeah, to get the discount on that, which I think off the top of my head, I think is fifteen percent off the ticket price. I think you can only buy it up front. I don't think you can do the direct debit. I yeah. can't remember now. If I don't, I'm, I'm I know I I paid for it up front, um, but I think that's because that was the only option available to me. But I I could be wrong, but. That's um, normally the way when you've when you've got yeah. deals. I know we we talked about on another show recently about the Merlin annual pass and being in the Black Friday sale, and you can't do direct debit on that deal either. Right, because I want the money up front. It's, yeah, it's what it is. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, I think it's no surprise that people are angry uh, about the yeah. price increases again. But, uh, and the reason why I bought today is because you can now book up past the 30th anniversary for your day bookings. Oh. So um, I've got a few trips um, in the new year at the moment, um, using things up and birthdays and obviously the anniversary as well. Um, so I'm going to be going three times in four months. Yeah, well, that's, I think, and that's when it's worth it. I mean... Yeah, I always think if you're going for even more than a few days, it's, it's worth looking into at least one person getting one yeah. because of the the discounts you get on on merch and food and and whatnot. Yeah, kind of pays for itself a little bit. Um, but yeah, especially especially if you kind of going back like that, I don't know. I might I might go back next year. I don't think the family want a trip next year, so I might kind of do what you are doing um yeah. just have a few kind of like short days or a long weekend or something yeah out there yeah but uh we'll see um on that though they have also um announced that some annual pass events are coming back as well yeah um in december there's a screening of uh Encanto. i'm guessing that's because that's when it's coming out in france because it comes out here. I would imagine so. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> no point going to that if you if you live in England. Uh but you're at Disneyland Paris when, when that's on because you'd have probably already seen it. Or just wait a few weeks. It's on Disney Plus, isn't it? It's coming out Christmas Eve or yeah. Christmas Day. Um there's also gonna be some online events. Now I don't know what level it doesn't mention a level here. The the Encanto screening is an annual pass infinity level uh, for you to do. But yeah. uh, the online events, it just seems to suggest that that's an annual pass thing completely. So I don't know when that's going to start, but that's been announced. Uh, to answer your question, no idea why they're doing a screening in December because it comes out the same day in France as it does here. <laughs> That is weird. That's really weird. Um, and they have also announced as well 
um, the return of uh, the annual pass special events. Um, doesn't mention the name Soiree, but that is obviously. What I hope they they've done away with that. <laughs> I like Soiree. It's a, it's a fun word. Um, but they will be coming back next year. Now I know from people that went to the Halloween event that uh, they obviously have not learned their lessons uh, during the shutdown of the parks. They are still no, really I, badly I, disorganized. I read that Oogie Boogie was completely full by uh, half an hour into the event. Oh god! They also uh, they also did not uh, have any provisions for disabled people. Although it no. it's it, it it seems to depend where you were and who you were talking to at the time. Some people were like, oh yes, you can have a return time. Other people were like, no, you get nothing. Good day, sir. Or madam, obviously. Um, so yeah, it's good to see Disneyland Paris haven't uh, haven't let us down in that regard. No. Next year's Halloween, you never know; they might have some of those Marvel zombies wandering around. Well, if if it opens up, I think you're probably <laughs> right. It's a possibility. Yeah. Definitely a possibility. Um, did you want to talk about Christmas food? You sent me a lovely <laughs> picture. <laughs> I know what that Wasn't is. Was it enough by the to way. make you want to puke? Because <laughs> that's what it looks like, to be honest. What I don't understand um, is that it, why have you got pumpkin seeds on your burger bun for a Christmas burger? I, I have no idea. What makes it a Christmas burger? That's what. Well, I'm looking yes. at it, and it just looks like it's got a bit of cheese on it. And some yeah. lettuce. <laughs> yeah, it just I mean, I, to me, it's one of the it's one of the worst food items. Today. I mean, obviously, I, it's one of the reasons I turned vegetarian. Really, I don't have to eat their crappy burgers anymore. Um, but it looks like that's a why we're really, going to be going to Pratt. <laughs> it looks like a really sad burger, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I just, I just saw it earlier. I was scrolling through. Um, uh, DLP report and I just spotted it I was like oh seriously not this stuff again it's like the, the black burger all over again and at least that looked like a proper bun on the black burger but this just it looks like it literally looks like someone's put it in their back pocket and sat on it yeah it it, it looks awful just, just doesn't look appealing no not at all <laughs> That's the thing. Uh, yeah, I, just, I don't understand why their food offerings are so bad. It, French French cuisine's meant to be the best. What, why are we dealing with stuff like this? Exactly. It just makes no sense, does it? No. And on that note, as well, that the uh, the uh, food festival and. The studios has returned oh. as well, um, all the way through until I believe March. So they're kind of running it up as close as they can to the uh, the thirtieth anniversary. And I'm actually I will try something this time from it. I still haven't eaten from it, um, so I will give it a go this time. I think, as I was going to book Captain Jack's for my solo trip. But it's not open. 
<laughs> you can only book at the moment uh, Remy's and Plaza Gardens. So I'm guessing it is shutting down in the new year. It does sound like it, doesn't it? You didn't book Waltz. Yeah. Can't book Waltz. Waltz. <laughs> no one can book Waltz. It's non-existent. It's still still odd that they're opening it up for, for New Year and Christmas. Yeah. And charging as much money as they possibly could for a meal. Yes. Um, speaking of food, I don't know if you saw this, but breaking news. This is, this is, this is as close to breaking news as we'll ever get on this podcast. It literally happened today. Um, but did you see that Mickey Waffles are no more? Yes, they're just selling... Generic waffle type things. Uh, that's an insult. That's an insult. And of course, when we're talking Mickey waffles, we're not talking about our our friend's uh, podcast, um, no. although that is on hiatus. Uh, but we're talking about the actual Mickey waffles that you get at places like the Old Mill. Um, yeah, they have been replaced with Poffert Jizz. Poffert Jizz. Pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> Which aren't they characters in? Um, in Night Garden, Poffages. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. That's what they called. Uh, it's the Pottingers, and how uh, I remember that, I do not know. No, it's the um, kind of thing. Yes. It's the kind of thing we should we shouldn't remember. But but there you go. No, um, I haven't watched in the Night Garden for about five years. You don't need to. It's it's ingrained. Yeah, every episode is exactly the same. Um, Pottingers and the Wattingers. That's it. There you go. I can't tell you which one I supported now. I can't remember which ones are which. <laughs> um, but these, anyway, poffertjes are Dutch mini pancakes. They're made using the exact same batter. Um, yeah. But I guess they're easier to make. So they don't have to use a waffle maker. They can no. just throw they're them just, in now. They're just, they're just round, little round pancakes sprinkled with icing sugar. Yeah, by look by looks of it, anyone guessing it's ice and sugar. Maybe it's crack. Maybe that's why I'm Irish. <laughs> and people have said people have said that they're nice, and I'm not disputing that. But it's that's 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 quite a to me quite a big deal because yeah. you can't go to a Dutch pancake restaurant and get a Mickey waffle. No, do you know what I mean? Like. When you got food that it's like it's, it's it's the same as if Disney World said, "Oh, we're not we're not selling uh, Mickey ice cream bars anymore. You can just have a Magnum." <laughs> it's just not Paris same. though. Well, yeah, I yeah. know, but but they but they never had the Mickey the Mickey bar, no. Mickey ice cream bar. And to so be fair, fine. I don't think they've had they've not had the waffles for that long either, have they? Um, maybe a few years. Yeah, I think it started when they did that refurb at the, what's the name of the restaurant at the top of Main Street? That do the milkshakes and things. No, the one oh, next Victoria's. to it, the little one on the end. Yeah, it was when they refurbed that, and I'm sure that's where they started doing them to begin with, when that reopened. So that would have been, what, two, two and a half years ago. You could be right. I mean, I I'm not a, I'm not a massive fan of waffles. No, so I'm not I've, either. 
I've got, I've got a toaster. I've got a Mickey Mouse toaster and a Mickey Mouse waffle maker. Right now, this is not the because I've just seen recently that Primark are selling uh, a Mickey waffle yeah. maker. This isn't the Primark one. I've had this one for well over a decade. The toaster is actually getting used regularly now because our grill in our oven, which is how we used to make toast, uh, the fuse has gone, we think, or the element's not working. So we, we don't use that now. We use the toaster. So it burns Mickey's face into the bread. <laughs> I, I wish I could demonstrate it. I can't. But once the toast pops up, it goes... Right, that's what it does. Now, the problem is, because I mean, obviously, it's like a, um, I suppose, like a music box type thing that they use, right? Yeah. When it does it like that, it's great. But I'd say seven out of ten times, it starts off. <laughs> and that's not what you you want your toast to sound like. No, that's all I'm saying. So it, it's really funny, regardless of, of how the music works, uh, whether it's good music or bad music. Uh, Mickey's face is burnt into the toast. So that's quite funny. But we do have this Mickey waffle maker, which makes two at a time. I think, or does it make four? Might make four, you know. But it's never been used because no one likes waffles. <laughs> I bought it thinking, oh, I'm sure other people like waffles. I mean, look, if you if you turn up to my door now and you're armed with a waffle, which, I mean, look, it's not going to happen because you live far, far too far away and it's very late at night. But if you did, I wouldn't slam it in your face. No. I'd quite happily eat it. It's not the thing I would go to. When you've got other options available, that will be my last, probably my last choice of things yeah. to have. They, they, waffles are fine, but I don't really get the appeal of them. They're quite no. bland. The toppings are what make them for me. It's more yeah, the fact exactly. it's the shape of Mickey's head, which is quite fun. Um, and it does make them like the ones in Disneyland Paris. So it's not just, it's the shape. You kind of get the imprint of the face there as well. Um, but yeah, it's just... I much prefer, and I've always preferred, the um, like the Mickey Donut with yeah. the Nutella inside. Yeah. I've always thought that was better than any <coughs> Mickey Waffle or anything like that. So. I have to say, I would be more tempted by a beignet than a waffle. Yeah, I've never had one. Uh Eagles to try one now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just looked. Someone's just shown off their Primark one. Yeah, your 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 Primark one's rubbish. <laughs> if you want a proper Mickey waffle maker, uh, drop into my DMs. Uh, I am going to sell it for more than the uh, the Primark version, but you get a better waffle maker. So there you go. Um, but I mean, yeah, that again. It, in fact, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about now is the stuff that's upsetting people. This this is absolutely water my back. When I saw this announcement yeah. today, I didn't clutch my pearls and go, oh, please, somebody th think of the children. Right? Mm -hmm. It was just, ah, they're not saying it anymore. Okay, fine. But, yeah. yeah, some people absolutely love them. So, 
Yeah, I don't think I've ever bought anything from the old mill. Oh, it's been a long time. I, I bought I bought drinks from there. I know I've bought drinks from there before. Just like a bottle of if anything or something. Because the Alice one's right opposite, more or less, isn't it? And I think we tend to yeah. go to that one. Yeah, yeah. I I would normally go there as well, actually. To be fair, but. Yeah, there's not really there's not, there's nothing really to make you go there. No, that used to be a ride, you know. Yeah, I know. I should have left it that way. There you go. I wonder why I did. I wonder why I did change it. Hmm. Anyway, um, any anything else from yourself? Not really. I think obviously the Christmas stuff started, but I think we can probably do a bit of a deeper dive on that next month when we haven't got as much news to catch up on yeah it's um i've seen some bits and pieces but like you say it's it's just launched yeah so i know they had a technical snafu on the first day yeah. of them running the new parade with <laughs> the music stopped and the characters didn't know what to do <laughs> yeah they had to vamp their way through it <laughs> very good um but yeah i think as you say more stuff will kind of come out i mean i I know what we're not going to get, uh, and that's a Muppets caroling bus. Yeah. Which I incorrectly said was only at Disneyland. It's not. It's at Disney World as well. Yeah. But only during the um, the ticketed event. Yeah. And and no Scrooge McDuck as, as Scrooge. No. And Goofy as one of the ghosts of Marley. Yeah. Yeah. No Mickey's Christmas Carol stuff there either. I'm, no. I'm guessing, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, Christmas is, is normally a good time to go. Um, so, yeah, we'll we'll see as that starts. Because it's, it's, just, it's just just in soft opening now. So we'll know more for the next episode, which is a Christmas episode anyway. So, you know, yeah. makes more sense. Um, and I don't think... Uh, I don't even think there's any news from the village. No. That I've seen. Um, the only other news I've seen is that Again, more stuff going on at Marvel. Yeah, more more construction stuff going on at Marvel. So that that seems to be moving at a pace now. But I'm still not sure when it's actually going to open. No, it's, the stunt crane has been put in. Okay. I don't know whether you saw that. No. So that Spidey can do his stunt show across the top of the buildings. Oh. Okay. So it look does look like we are going to get that. It makes sense because we are. Well, we're getting the attraction, aren't we? Yeah. So it does make sense that we'd get that as well in the show building. Um, but yeah, I just... It doesn't look anywhere near complete enough yet for something that's it's due to open next year. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, to me, it should be a lot more ready to go than it is. You can still them still building stuff, still putting panels on and roofs on. And that's got a, some of know. the old some of the old signage is still there. The Blockbuster yeah. Cafe still hasn't had its sign taken down. Yeah, and and the thing is, all of that stuff needs to be done weeks, if not months, before it's going to open. Yeah. So I know it wasn't. It, you know, we knew it wasn't going to open up during the winter, but if yeah. that's going to hit its kind of like spring to early summer opening, they've still got quite a lot of work to do. I, I do wonder do. whether they, yeah, I wonder whether they're going to go down the same 
same route that Walt Disney World have gone down. Start the anniversary celebrations and then halfway through it, oh, here you go, here's a whole new land, come back and celebrate the 30th <laughs> anniversary again. Possible, possible. I wonder if they're going to open it in phases as well. I would imagine that the Iron Man attraction will not be ready on opening day. Mm. I think they will open Spider-Man and Iron Man will be held back. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Because they went, they went full gung-ho, didn't they, on knocking everything down with Armageddon and and along that, that side um, and built up Spider-Man. Really, I have concentrated on that massively um, because it was a whole new building. Yeah, Iron Man, while they've got the arc reactor around the, the top of the building, um, they don't seem to have done a huge amount of work on it. They put the screens up. Yeah. Start putting the screens up. Um, but I don't know what they need to do. I don't know if they've finished doing what they need to do inside yet. Um, yeah. And also what that, what else needs to be done outside as well. Yeah. So And the, rest, the restaurants, you can forget that they're anywhere near ready with them. Well... I suppose they're the league's priority because there are other places that you can eat. Can't you? But... Mm. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> One restaurant in the whole park. Or two. Uh, if, you, if you count the one that's inside Studio One. Uh, the, um, isn't the, um, the diner still there? Don't believe so. I think that's all shut off. Oh. At the moment, none of that, none of that is open at the moment. Yeah, well, yeah, it wouldn't be open because of where it is. No, I suppose, but they, they could probably move that if they really wanted to. Yeah, but, but, yeah. but literally, they've got they've got Remy's and that's it in yeah. the actual main park at the moment. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, okay. Well, yeah, let's let's leave that here. Um, We'll uh, we'll sign off and we'll talk about Christmas next month and and who knows by the time we next get together there might be some some further updates on Marvel we might have uh, the mystery of the globe solved but yeah. have some ideas about it um, but yeah otherwise uh, we'll wrap this up so wow forty episodes yeah it's quite funny because we only do the show monthly. It's taken an awful long time to get <laughs> to 40 episodes. Yeah. When we did 50 episodes of Disney Parts of Beyond in, I think, about 15 months. But uh, but there. There you go. So we're going to wrap this book up. This, uh, this is the last chapter. And we will see you in December for the start of that Disneyland Paris podcast. So uh, we will see you then. Au revoir. Of the After Dark Podcast Network.